how do we do FDN? How is this legal? <laughs> it is fully legal. I promise you guys, we've got a lot of people doing this uh, with Absolutely. success. So how do we do it? When you go through the course and you become a practitioner and you want to call yourself a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner within your jurisdiction or your country that you're practicing. So in most countries, in order to make recommendations for diets or supplements um, or, any, or any of those kind of things that require um, perhaps a, a license or a, a health sciences degree or whatever it is that, that the country requires, it becomes quite challenging. But there are no rules to becoming a health coach anywhere in the world. Hello and welcome to the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. We bring you interviews from people who have conquered the trickiest of health challenges using the functional diagnostic nutrition philosophy and similar healing modalities. You're going to hear from experts who have been through the ringer with their health issues and yet managed to come out on the other side. If you're interested in natural healing and or functional medicine, congrats, you are in the right place. You can always visit us at functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com. But for now, here is today's episode. Hey, hello, everyone. And I was going to say welcome back to another episode of the Health Detective Podcast. We will use this on the podcast, but it's a little different um, than our normal Health Detective Podcast episodes. That's for sure. So uh, glad to be here. We're actually doing this live and we got some crazy time zone differences. I am on the lucky side of this today. I am coming at you from a nice, sunny, still light out 4.30 p.m. Antoinette, what are we rocking in your time zone? We are in Australia Eastern Standard Time. It's 6.30 a.m. Also beautiful, also sunny. So nothing to <laughs> complain about, Evan. <laughs> oh, you're not, not the worst in the world. Apparently, you know, our friend Antoinette here actually starts almost two hours earlier for us some days. So this is dedication. <laughs> and we'll talk about exactly what it is that she starts in just a second. But if you guys have been waiting for this, this is something we're excited for. We're actually talking about how we can do FDN in Australia. Now, little disclaimer, FDN is something that can be done around the world. We have practitioners that have graduated in over 50 countries now. So I think the question of how is something that, yes, you can answer specifically country by country, but really it's an overall question that answers it kind of uh, the same way for most countries. But there are specifics that we'll get into today, um, especially with supplements and, and those types of things. We'll, we'll make sure we dot the I's and cross the T's. If you are tuning in live, I see we have a few people with us. Please feel free to ask questions. Since this is not a normal podcast, we absolutely are going to prioritize questions as they come up. But Antoinette, one thing I wanted to start with today is I know that we've never gotten to talk to you live before. I only got to meet you for the first time yesterday, like actually meet you. And so I'd love to know a little bit about you and how you got into this work. I'm going to guess that perhaps there are some personal health challenges that went on. I could be wrong. You might be one out of the hundred that that doesn't apply to, but uh, most <laughs> likely that's that's been the case for you. So tell us about yourself. Like when did the symptoms start for you and what did they look like? Um, they were quite severe. I had a very busy life. Uh, uh, I was a CEO of a small company. Um, I started my journey um, way back when in uh, nutrition, nutrition science, and pivoted into a couple of areas uh, like skincare, supplements, etc. Long story short, uh, CEO of a small company. Um, I started being quite busy, overscheduled, I think like most people are when they run businesses and small businesses and startups and all those kind of things, um, compounded with um, 
some loss in in one's life. Um, I was going to say, Evan, I don't I don't think there's anybody that comes to FDN probably that doesn't have a history of something in 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 health. And my health started really um, deteriorating during that time. I just couldn't couldn't prioritize self care. Um, I think like so many people in in the business and the corporate world, um, things were coming at me from all angles. I started developing symptoms. First, it was kind of you know fairly you know the, the thing that everybody gets gets it's the it's the migraine and it's a little bit of um, heart palpitations and you know nothing too serious. But it started escalating. And to really make the story without dragging it out, I developed um, celiac disease. As everyone knows that that, you know, a lot of stress, um, a lot of cortisol production can affect the gut and our health. And that escalates into uh, food sensitivities and intolerances. And I started developing fairly severe symptoms, symptoms that made me feel very unwell, um, that made me miserable, very, very miserable, because we know, of course, everything that goes on in the gut happens in the brain too and concentration issues and that started escalating and I like everybody else I think I experimented I throw some things and tools at the problem you know sometimes the whole kitchen sink um, sometimes something sticks but never for very long and before I knew it I was in a world of pain very miserable and didn't really want to get out of bed and that led me to start digging a little bit more into how I can actually diagnose myself um, and what tools can I use and I started digging around and of course I finally um, stumbled onto FDN and did a little bit more digging and looked at exactly what FDN does and what FDNs do and um, I was really interested I was interested in the methodology because on the one hand you know they've got this amazing thing called testing and so we don't guess as we say in FDN, we test. And that was really all the all my lights kind of came on. And I thought, well, that's that's a good way of really understanding what's going on with me and why I'm feeling so poor. Because I would I did what everybody else would do, they'd go off to the doctor, get a whole bunch of tests. No, you're okay. Your markers all look okay. And I knew I wasn't feeling okay. So I uh, scheduled a couple of calls with people who had been through FDN. And of course, they all had the same things to say. Um, amazing curriculum, fantastic learning. Um, and you have this ability then by the time you in, come through the curriculum, you um, can test, you can test yourself, you can test your family members, you can test clients, you can build a practice. And I started uh, going down that avenue. And before long, I signed up went through the course, loved the course, really loved the course. And as you know, I'm in Australia, so I don't get to interact with people live every every other day. But I think FDN makes it really easy for people that are remote because they can listen to replays, they can tap into all the information. And so I did the course, uh, graduated with the course, loved it so much that I um, started, started using it in my own life with my own clients. And I then contacted FDN I think I saw a job post for a mentor. I applied, went through the process, and here I am. Bam. <laughs> Part of the family, the greater extended family down under. 
Yeah, so this is a, a classic story for a lot of the people who work here, right? We go through the program and now they can't get rid of us. We loved it so much that they're stuck with us now and we're even working here. But it, yeah. it is really cool. The majority of the people that work for FDN still to this day, and I say it that way because it's a fairly large company now. It's growing rapidly. Yeah. So we do have independent contractors and stuff like that. But the majority are still FDN. So it's people who have actually done this. And it's so cool when it comes full circle in that way of, you got no idea what's going on for a while. You get the diagnoses. You got to figure this out. And it becomes such a part of your life that now you're actually mentoring others, helping them get through the course. And we're very thankful for that because that's a huge need that we had to have filled in Australia. So it's amazing even when I'm on the calls with people now who are uh, calling us from over there. I just had a gentleman the other day sign up uh, from he well, he lived in St. Kilda and then he was currently in uh Bali. So shout out to Timothy if he happens to be watching today. And it was just nice to be able to say to him, yeah, we have that support uh, necessary for you because he was worried about the time zone things with mentors. I'm like, well, I think you'll be good. Our, our poor mentor Antoinette is not, but you definitely will be on the good side of this. Um, not that we want to spend the whole time uh, dissecting the story, but I, I got to ask a couple of things. Again, my podcast hat's coming on now. Did you identify through Western medicine that you had celiac or was that something you realized down the road? Like, how did you actually figure out that you had that condition? Because that can be very tricky to diagnose in the States. It, 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 and it's tricky in Australia, too. Um, of course, you you first do um, what you can with what the knowledge that you have. Um, I, of course, became quite um, well established in my knowledge around what celiac is, what causes it, um, how one comes to have celiac. And then absolutely, the, the diagnosis in Australia is still that you, unfortunately, you have to consume gluten for a six-week period in order for them to do a, of course, still a, a test, which is the gold standard is still a biopsy. They're, of course, they cleave a part of the, of the gut. Sometimes they cleave off a really healthy part. So diagnosis isn't foolproof. Um, and then you have something to work with, something that says, well, okay, you now have a Western medicine diagnosis. That doesn't really help you um, in terms of how you manage the disease because the only message you get is, well, don't eat gluten. And as we know, there's just so much more um, to the etiology of these diseases, um, to the fact that most of them are actually caused by severe stress, which, as you know, is the cornerstone of the work that we do at FDN. It's the fact that we all have got so much stress coming in on a daily basis from every angle and we don't know what to do with it. And if we don't manage that stress and if we don't reduce some of those stressors, then it manifests in disease and all sorts of chronic disease and illnesses and very debilitating symptoms. Okay. Well, got it. I, I'm sorry, obviously it happened to you, but man, we're, we're glad it happened in a similar way because now you're able to do this and, and it's a voice for other people. So I, I saw a lot of individuals once I got into this space who have been through this ringer with not only autoimmunity, but specifically celiac and uh, one friend, I, I won't mention her name. I don't know if she'd want this, but it, it was someone that I knew in high school, met up with her afterwards to, to actually we're just two freaking nerds, man. We met up not to go on a date like normal 20-year-old males and females would do, but to actually talk about her celiac diagnosis. That was what we chose to do that day. And yeah. she was talking about how it was diagnosed as mental health issues first, all these different mm -hmm. things. Anything but celiac disease is what came mm -hmm. first. So a uh, very real thing for people. And uh, thank you for sharing that. I see that we actually have a, a good amount of people tuning in live. And there's a very specific title on this one today where it's called Practicing FDN in Australia. So I can't imagine you're just live 
with us to hang out. So if you have questions about Australia, you guys are more than welcome um, to ask. We're about to actually dive into that right now. So the first question that always comes up, this is very common on the calls, and it, it's common no matter where the person's from, whether it's America, Canada, the UK, Australia. Everyone always asks, how are we able to do FDN? And what they're referring to is they have this perception that somehow we are the ones running lab tests or even just ordering them, like Evan Transu's ordering the lab. So I think there's a huge misconception about how we work here. Um, and as a mentor, you're probably a great person that's equipped to explain this. So how do we do FDN? How is this legal? <laughs> it is fully legal. I promise you guys, we've got a lot of people doing this uh, with Absolutely. success. So how do we do it? Great question. Thanks, Evan. And first, before I answer that, um, shout out to Timothy, because I was in Bali when I was doing some of my practicals in my, and my exams with FDN. So, so FDN is possible wherever you are. So first of all, find us, find FDN. And once you found us, then you sign up for the course, you go through the curriculum, because once you become a practitioner, so the thing to remember is that the, we have a magic pill, a magic solution that is called the Medical Director Program. So the Medical Director Program makes it possible for anybody to practice FDN. So there's a couple of things, a couple of nuances when you go through the course and you become a practitioner and you want to call yourself a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner within your jurisdiction or your country that you're practicing. So in most countries, in order to make recommendations for diets or supplements um, or, any, or any of those kind of things that require um, perhaps a, a license or a, a health sciences degree or whatever it is that, that the country requires, it becomes quite challenging. But there are no rules to becoming a health coach anywhere in the world. So effectively, when you qualify as an FDN, you are also a health coach. You have to understand what is in your wheelhouse or your scope of practice. That is the most important thing for you to do. If you're an unlicensed practitioner, nothing stops you from giving recommendations, talking to your clients and building a, a health program or a health coach program that is unique to you. You have to know who it is you're targeting, who's your customer, what is it that you're going to solve for them? Because people come to us because they say, you know, I don't know what's wrong with me. Can you help me with that? Because all I want to do is I want to get better. And so often people don't have anyone to listen to. They don't know how to go about doing that. And through the medical director program, an FDN practitioner can order the tests that we are taught about in our curriculum for all the, all the months that we spend doing this. We can order our tests for our clients and then we go through the results of those tests. And then we make some recommendations and those recommendations of course are around diet and rest and exercise and stress reduction and then some supplementation. Now you might not be able as an unli unlicensed practitioner to prescribe um, supplements but you can certainly recommend, you can recommend what's good for specific nutrient deficiencies or to help you um, metabolize your food better or whatever it is that, that comes up in those clients' test results, you always correlate that with how it is they're feeling. So we call that in FDN uh, clinical correlation. Mm -hmm. So you always go, well, you know, the test results, we don't treat papers. We, we really work with the person. How is this person feeling? The doctor may say that their tests are okay, but how are they really feeling? And then what does that look like once we've, through the medical director program, run all their tests, 
and then we make specific recommendations. And that is possible, it doesn't matter where in the world you live. There are no rules and regulations about that and you are within your rights and means to be a health coach um, with your own health building um, program. Yeah, well, very well explained and said. I think w one thing people need to understand as well, I, I try to say this as much as I can, especially when we're live. The founder of FDN, Reed Davis, uh, is technically still, he, he always was, but he technically still is a paralegal. So this is a guy that knows the law uh, better than probably the vast majority of us watching this, certainly than myself, and knows how to do these things by the books. But you really don't need to be a paralegal to once you understand what's actually being done, it's kind of common sense how we're able to do this properly. So let's say Antoinette was my client, for example. Now, hopefully I'd be trusting her more than she'd trust me since she's an FDN mentor, right? She probably knows more than me at this point. But let's say she was my client. What's happening is we provide you guys with the terms of service agreements in the FDN course. So if Antoinette is my client, before I'm ever getting some lab tests or whatever, we're having her sign that. That's the first thing you're going to do once you decide that you want to work with this person is you take payment and you have them sign the terms of service agreement. In that terms of service agreement, this person is acknowledging that one, you're going to facilitate a lab order for them through this medical director program that we have. So Evan Transu did an order a lab. Evan Transu took Antoinette's information, which she gave me permission to take, gave it to the doctors. They ordered the lab. And now, even though I'm in America, Antoinette's running the test on herself. I'm not sitting in an office administering a stool sample or, you know, a urine sample or a saliva sample. Antoinette voluntarily did that herself and sent the labs back, right? And we include the shipping and all that stuff, but she sent the labs back. So now I'm just getting the information, which was also in the terms of service agreement. So when you think about it like that, you realize, oh, okay, well, we're not the ones administering a test. You're just trusting our expertise, which is the foundation of the course. And even if someone doesn't know what an FDN is, which the vast majority of people in many senses wouldn't know what any health coaching certification is, that's fine. That's why we're training people to know how to actually talk the talk. Because when you have the knowledge and you can have these discussions with people, no one really gives a crap about the letters before or after your name. They want to know, can you help me and have you helped other people like me, correct? <laughs> Absolutely. And I'd like to add to that. And that's such a good point about terms of agreement and terms of services and exactly what it is you offer. Most good FDNs that I know also work with the client's practitioners. Because when we, when we run these tests through the medical director program, the, the client will have a lot of questions. And we often have to um, provide a referral letter to their GP um, or their medical doctor and say, we've we noticed some things on the test and we'd like you to speak to your medical um, uh, practitioner. We are not um, the enemy of the medicine world. Um, we work with other practitioners. We work, we network, we uh, affiliate with other practitioners, particularly if we feel that there's something that looks really odd or off and it's not within our wheelhouse. We don't really know how to deal with this problem. We, we have those conversations with our clients. Yeah, we're doing something that Western medicine oftentimes, <laughs> I shouldn't say oftentimes, all the time was never trained to do. Um, and even if they were, they don't have the time. An FDN practitioner can never work with 30 clients in a day. That just would not, that's not how our work works or operates would be a better word, right? Our work operates. Whereas a doctor, if you're in a certain office, I know at least in America, this is true. They have quotas. They got to work with a certain amount of people they in a do. day. So they're the opposite. So we're, we're really trying to join both of these systems together so that the client can get the best results possible. That's what we really want. And oftentimes what the client needs is really to focus on that lifestyle stuff. But every now and then, it's totally appropriate, especially uh, when someone has been as sick as you or myself, 
yeah, we might need a little Western medicine intervention, if nothing else, just as a life jacket to keep us afloat for the current time that we're working on this lifestyle stuff and getting ourselves, you know, healed up. So with that said, I know one of the questions that I get a lot on the course enrollment side is, okay, are, are the lab tests the same though for America versus Australia? Do you guys do the conversions? And I actually only have a kind of surface level answer to this. So I'm curious because I know the labs are a little different. I know we have things adjusted, but how would the Australian version of FDN differ from someone going through the course in America? Okay, great question. Um, the labs are essentially the same. Uh, everything that we cover in the course uh, accommodates for the small little nuances. Um, uh, most of our labs in Australia are run through a laboratory called NutriPath, um, Nordic Labs with um, uh all the, the tests that you get in the US, whether they run by diagnostic solutions or some of the other big lab laboratories, they, they are done in Australia too. And um, there are certain things, for example, if we test for um, mucosal barrier assessment, um, we test a little bit differently because we use the lactulose um, mannitol um, sure. test as part of our um, uh, the test that I run through NutriPath. So, but we accommodate for that in the course. You are not left in the course um, or you don't come out of the course saying, oh, well, this is completely different to what I learned and what I was taught. Uh, we accommodate for that. There are small differences in uh, the lab results. Um, but as Australia is growing, and I think as Australia is realizing that, as you said, Evan, um, on average, you've got seven minutes with a doctor. That doctor in seven minutes has to understand your lifestyle and medical history. They, they've got to understand your current symptoms and they've got to make a diagnosis so that you don't um, end up walking out of there with a chronic illness disease or eventually die. We spend a lot more time with our clients. We have um, intake forms, um, extensive intake forms. We look over, the, over those forms. We get to know what, what the problems are, what our, what our clients like, what they don't like, who's at home, who's the support structure. We get to know our clients really intimately. And so by the time we see our clients and we decide on some of the tests that we're going to do, we have a very good uh, handle on what it is we're dealing with and effectively what those symptoms are and probably at some level what the test might actually tell us. So to get back to the tests, the tests are the same. We run a, um, a cortisol or an adrenal state, a trest, mm -hmm. stress test, um, a metabolic wellness panel, a mucosal barrier assessment, a GI map, uh, we do it all. And of course, once you're a qualified practitioner, and if you happen to be licensed, there are other tests that you can run. And through FDN, FDN's got this amazing education portal. You can, down, you can do some additional courses, um, advanced courses in, let's say you have got a real interest in hormones or small bacterial intestinal overgrowths, SIBO. Through FDN, you can actually do all of those extended courses and then add those tests onto your suite or your offering that you offer within your practice. And all of those are available through the medical director program. Awesome. I love that. And so, yeah, it, very easy to, you know, look at these different tests. It might not be the identical name, but it, it's basically the same thing. I also think this actually kind of proves a, a bigger point, too. FDN, I've been here for six years, uh, not working with FDN, but I, I graduated over six years ago. And I've seen in our own course in America that some of the tests come and go. Some things shift. We used to teach uh, in America a lactulose and mannitol challenge, and now it's slightly different. It doesn't really matter. It didn't affect the outcomes for the clients. And what you start to understand is FDN, more than anything, more than the lab tests, uh, tests more than the recommendations, 
it's a way of thinking about health. And when you really understand that and you become, I don't mean to be cheesy, but a health detective versus a doctor versus just a health coach. Anyone could be a health detective. We're specifically training to be that though. It's the way that you think that leads you to being outside of the box and maybe finding some unique things for clients that they would have never found. There's been times where in theory, I helped a client really just get different results with Western medicine, but it's because I was thinking differently because of what I learned at FDN that even allowed them to go ask the doctor that question. So it's very cool what happens here. It's not something to get hung up with on the labs, but nonetheless, you guys basically get the same access to that stuff. Um, I want to ask this question correctly. I'm just I'm just asking this based on what I get from people that are constantly calling. One of the things that I hear from Australia, and I hear this from Canada as well, to be fair. I know that's not your area of expertise, but I, I do hear from these two countries a lot. They are very concerned with potential regulations uh, affecting certain things, supplements or whatever. Now, you are very much in the world of FDN. And when we were all talking together yesterday as a team, you know, planning this out, you didn't seem to be uh, very concerned with that at all. So without us getting political, we're not trying to do that in any way. To, to, to help those concerns, though, why is it as someone who actually lives there, they don't want to hear from me. I've never even been there, right? So why is someone who lives there and is an FDN mentor with a practice, why are you not concerned about things becoming more regulated or would it even affect us? The legislation has been around forever, as long as I can remember. Um, once a year, of course, um, the, the, the lobbyists come out and everybody kind of throws all their toys out the cot because, you know, how dare, how dare the FDNs of this world and all these amazing organizations that come along and provide certifications to people. Um, and at the end of the day, all they're trying to do is actually educate the public because the public, there is a need. Um, our health systems are in dire stress. Um, they are not um, our, in Australia, certainly um, going through a general practice or a GP um, can, can yield very few results um, and can, can often just kind of leave you stranded um, a little bit like I was, didn't know what, what, I, what I needed to do or, or, or who I needed to turn to. So the, the lobbyists come out once a year, they always have been for as long as I can remember and being in this industry, they come out um, and they try to squeeze the industry. And it's all around the fact that, um, you know, unlicensed practitioners are diagnosing and giving advice, which is unsolicited. And we know that when an unlicensed person who's got no education and who hasn't been trained the way that we at FDN also have been trained, and when they dish out advice, it can harm. Sometimes not understanding the client, not doing all the things that we said, we spend a lot of time collecting information about our clients, knowing who they are. And like you said, thinking differently about the problem. And it's not easy to be de a detective. I would say it's an absolute demand um, to be a detective in this industry because you have to look for everything that everybody else is missing and that the, the, the medical doctors are missing them and other practitioners and licensed practitioners can be missing them. We have to be real detectives. So to concern ourselves with the legislation, we only need to worry about it if you're doing things that are unsolicited um, possibly not within your scope of practice and where you could potentially harm someone with the advice that you're giving giving them. And that could be, oh, well, you don't need to see your doctor, as an example. Um, no, don't, don't, don't need to talk to them. That is not advice that FDNs ever give. FDNs, I can say, is very collaborative. And as we spoke at the beginning of the call, this is a self-treatment, self-opt-in program. Clients come to you because they want to be helped and essentially they want to help themselves. 
What we do well is we listen. We listen to what is the problem, what are the symptoms, um, and then we put those detective hats on. We start thinking outside of the box. We start looking outside of where things could be. As we say, we don't deal with root causes because we don't know if they're up or downstream from the main problem. So we start, we start digging and we start looking. And so as far as um, the legislation goes, it is strict in Australia. We have a regulatory body called the, the TGA, which is, which is the Therapeutics Goods of Australia, just like you have the FDA. Canada does Health Canada. Um, Europe has EFSA, um, China has the, the CFDA. So everybody has a regulatory body. They all exist. They are there essentially to protect the end consumer or the customer or the patient. We, we respect that they're there. They do amazing work in terms of legalities, making sure that the right things land in the right hands. But what they are is they are also concerned and they obviously have big uh, organizations lobbying them, uh, donating money. And, you know, it's the corporate world. And so they obviously um, take have a lot of pressure in terms of providing services to licensed practitioners, and that is their focus. But I want to come back to what I said in the beginning of this call. Anybody can become a health coach as long as you understand your scope of work and you are not giving advice that at the end of the day can harm. You are absolutely fine and can run a practice and be an FDN in Australia or Canada or Europe or America. Bam. I, I was joking, by the way, when you mentioned the Chinese version of the FDA and I was like, oh my gosh, because I think about how bad our FDA sucks here. And then I'm like, I can't even imagine what theirs <laughs> is like. But what I, I really loved about your answer, jokes aside, is that I appreciate the objectivity with it because I think this, and this is something I constantly bring up on our podcast because I really do believe it. When people get into this world of functional health care and natural medicine, they become, not always, but they often become just as dogmatic as the Western medicine people, and they don't even realize it. They left Western because of the dogma, and then they start doing it over here. And now we hate the FDA and we hate everything. No, I don't literally hate the FDA. None of these organizations were created with the intention of, oh, let's see how evil we can be and destroy people. That's not what these people woke up and decided to do. What you brought up, which I thought was brilliant, is the fact that there is money involved. There is lobbying. And for all of us that are watching this, you probably have had a health issue. Antoinette already shared. She did as well. So did I. It was the health issues that we experienced and then the failing of the Western medicine system through no fault of the practitioners, right? But the failing of that system to heal us that led us to thinking outside the box. So if you're the average worker in the FDA or the system out there or the system in China, and you've never had this experience that all of us have had, right? That led us to thinking outside the box. And then there's a bunch of money coming at you every single day saying you need to promote this because these people are hurting others talking about us. Of course, you're going to buy into that. You probably genuinely believe that. So I'm not saying that I'm offering a solution in this moment, but what we need to do is be a little more, we need to think, we need to be calm, and we need to give people grace and realize that they're generally making the best decisions that they can uh, with the information that they've been given. And so I think what, how you explain that is perfect. Um, we also, I wanted to mention this because you talked about multiple times now, we're not diagnosing anything. And mm -hmm. I know that this is a question that comes up often, regardless of the country. They say, well, you're called functional diagnostic nutrition though. So mm -hmm. diagnosing's in the name, right? Can we kind of maybe break down how is a, uh, an actual diagnosis different from what we're doing with the lab testing, because it's not just a play on words. It really is different. 
With pleasure. So we absolutely, and it's a great pickup. Um, the, we run diagnostic tests, and that's why um, functional diagnostics is in our name. The, the diagnostic tests that we provide, um, that a customer comes to us or a client comes to us, they've got a health issue, they want to resolve it. It's one of the amazing ways for us to say, okay, well, let's run some diagnostic tests so that we can just all be on the same page. We can see what's going on, what's going on with the gut, what's going on with your stress levels, what's going on with, with your liver. We can just have a view of what is going on. And then, obviously, functional for me as a practitioner means holistic. It's the whole person. We don't just deal with the gut. We don't just deal with the brain. We don't just deal with the liver because everything um, works together in the body. It's a functional body that, we deal, that we're dealing with, a functional human being, and also a biochemically individual, biochemical individual. We, everybody's not the same. And that is probably also why um, Western medicine is failing us because, you know, you've got to unfortunately treat everybody the same. They kind of fall into the middle. doesn't matter whether they're sick or young. Um, or healthy, um, or old, um, you know, that's why when you go see your doctor, most likely he's going to tell you that the test results say you're okay, because you're somewhere the average in the middle. They don't, they don't treat you as the biochemically individual that you are. And so we run, we run through the medical director program, we run our diagnostic tests. Those give us a very good window in what's going on with the customer. And then what we do is we correlate the results that we see with the symptoms that someone is experiencing because some of those markers that we test might, actu might actually also look in range or normal according to, to FDM. So we actually have a look at that. We say, okay, well, that's where we're at, but now let's work with this client in terms of how is they feeling? How are you feeling waking up every day? How are you functioning every day? If someone says to you, well, my markers are looking okay, but I cannot get out of bed. That is a real challenge for us. So after we've done that and we understand what, what the uh, symptoms are, then what we do is we use this amazing program called DRESS, which stands as by now everybody would know for diet, rest, exercise, stress reduction and supplementation. And that's what I, in my practice and in my life and in my business call, the magic in the middle, because that is also where the magic happens. Because diagnostic tests cannot solve the problem. They give, us, they give us insight. And on the other side, anybody can go off and go buy a supplement. We've got Dr. Google and we've got um, everybody out there, the likes of Amazon, everybody, you know, the supplement industry is a billion dollar industry. Everybody's using them. They're not going away in spite of the, the lobbyists and everybody that's trying to make them a way, go away and regulate them. But the thing is, people are looking for answers and solutions. And so for us, it's the magic sauce in the middle. It's the hardest thing for people is to, to hear sometimes that they need to change their lifestyles, that they need to change habits, behaviors, they need to make different choices. And that's where we with FDN, or we as FDNs work with them. And we work really hard. Our programs are not, oh, well, you only come see me once and here's a script and off you go. I actually intimately work with clients for three to six to nine months. That is a long time. No medical doctor, no, most other practitioners don't work with you that long. But on health build, but on FDN, we do. We spend a lot of time working with these people, educating them, helping them to rebuild their health. I'm not sure I answered your question. 
did I from you a answered diagnostic every question and gave me a lot more. I loved it. I love the passion. <laughs> awesome. I love the energy uh, because again, we really haven't gotten to interact much and it's not atypical for someone to have that passion here, but it's just cool to meet another person that's this fired up about it and fighting the good fight. Hey, we got about, um, we got a few minutes left. If you guys do have questions, this is your last second to ask them. We're happy to stick on a little longer if you have any specific questions. One question I wanted to just ask as a final one on my end, at least, Antoinette, we, we discussed how we could do this. We discussed why people shouldn't be worried about any regulations. They've already been there. They've existed forever, right? We still have people doing FDN. It's totally fine. It's just making sure that you're staying within your scope, which we teach you guys have to do. Um, Joe said she loves the magic in the middle. Like, love that uh, phrase. So that's great. <laughs> what I wanted to ask though is you know i'm in america the need for something like fdn is obvious to me i walk around i see the issues with western medicine i see all these people with autoimmune conditions i see all these people with skin conditions depression mental health it's terrible and i assume probably australia is not too dissimilar in this way but for someone watching this that maybe thinks because this happens all the time believe it or not on the calls they almost think that there's not enough people out there that need this type of stuff from someone who's actually done this work and sees a bunch of people and you're viewing life now through this FDN lens, what percentage of Australians would you say actually need this type of help uh, and would benefit from like an FDN program? And I know everyone would, but let's be realistic. I mean, how many people actually like need something like this to change their life? The need in Australia is great. Evan, like I said to you, the medical system is broken. It's, um, it's too heavy. It's congested. Um, after COVID, um, people are struggling with their health. In fact, I can tell you that Australia is just about to pass some um, legislation where now, instead of going to a GP or medical doctor, you can have, um, they are awarding you a one hour consultation with a naturopath in lieu of your um, uh, doctor's appointment mm -hmm. because people cannot get to their doctors. They cannot get help. So, it's hard to put a number to say how many Australians really need this, but I can tell you in my circle of friends, um, everybody I meet, everybody I talk to, when I meet with them and I just tell them what they do, I haven't had anybody who's walked away from me that has not said, oh, I need to talk to you. I really need this. Oh, my goodness. Um, if I don't need it, my husband does. Or you know what? I have a family member or I know people at, in my school and I just have, I've got a whole bunch of people that need to talk to you. So I would say the need is great. And furthermore, the need is increasing. And what we need to do in Australia is we need all of you people out there in Australia. We need to build a network. We need to build a family of FDNs. We need more practitioners. We need more um, medical doctors. We need everybody to come into the fold because once they realize the gift of the program and what it can do, how we work, um, and the results that we get, um, I think everybody will be blown away. So I, I, you know, I can't really put a number to it, but I can tell you that everybody I come into contact with, total strangers. And I hate to say that every one of my social conversations when I go out is about FDN because it's not. But by default, it happens that way because everybody has got a need um, because they are either st stressed, they're unwell, they're dealing with something and they don't know who to talk to, who to talk to. And so <clears throat> I would say we have a great need for FDN. I'd love to see us grow FDN um, down under. Uh, I think we, um, we, there's a lot that we, um, that we can do for Australians. Amazing. 
Cool. Well, Antoinette, again, thank you so much for coming on today. I want to finish with this. And I apologize uh, for those watching live that I don't have a link for you, but it'd be very easy to get. Uh, so speaking of Australia, one of the things that we have coming up just next week, this is going to be, let me double check my times here, uh, September 25th, Monday, September 25th at 5 p.m. EST. So using some common sense uh, based on where you're at, it's actually 508 uh, EST here. So uh, could we just remind people what time would that be at roughly? And mind you guys, we're trying our best. There's going to be a replay, we promise. But what time it's is it? It's around right 7 a.m., which is, which is very doable. Very I, doable. I if I can get up at 4.30, you all can come on to this at 7 a.m. Yes, 7 a.m. Sydney time. <laughs> we're going to be talking about, um, it's actually going to be a hormone workshop specifically focused around perimenopause symptoms and how to help your clients thrive or help even you deal with these types of things. It's a wonderful introduction to the FDN system and how we're operating. Uh, we wanted to create a presentation time specifically for Australia because so many people tried to tune in with us last time we did a workshop and it was 7 a.m. Sydney time. Yep, that's correct. All right. It, it was amazing how many people tuned in with us last time, despite uh, the crazy times they had to be awake. So we wanted it to be a little less crazy. We don't want to do a stress and hormones workshop that stresses out your hormones. That doesn't sound like a good idea. Oh, and look at this. I do have um, a link here, it looks like. So it's going to be fdntraining.com slash perimenopause-sep25. So like September, uh, that's dash sep25. I'll leave that up for a little bit. If you guys miss it, if you can't figure it out, if you go to the link and your computer explodes, then get your computer fixed first. But after that, you can DM us on Instagram or you can book a call with one of the advisors, email us. Uh, we have everything on functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com for you to contact us. And we can make sure you get a ticket to that workshop on September 25th. Uh, we'd love to get to see you guys. So uh, Antoinette, any final words of wisdom? I really appreciate this again. Um, no, I would say um, if anybody's tuning in and listening, um, please come and join us. Um, please come and join the, um, the FDN family. Uh, we also have a Facebook page down in Australia. Um, it's the AFDNP uh, Australia New Zealand Facebook page. Please come and join us. Um, start interacting with us. That It's the best way to understand what you can, cannot do, how it works, and who we are. And we're a great bunch of practitioners, and we'd love to talk to everybody else down here. Amazing. All right. And we actually have a team uh, with us here today. So they actually said we can drop the word perimenopause to get the details. If you are not watching live, you can still drop that word perimenopause. We'll have uh, people check it out. Don't worry. So as long as you drop it before September 25th, we'll get you in. Um, Antoinette, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. I am approaching nighttime here. So yeah. um, very fun working <laughs> with you. <laughs> Thank you. Have a wonderful night um, and great to see everyone. Thank you, Evan.